but I feel like just finding a personable um, relationship with some of the kids is not is like what makes it more cool than anything. It's not just me selling books. I'm also kind of like selling kids on like, hey, if you get into reading and just getting to know me, I don't know. I feel like that'll blossom their interest even more. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Innovate Within podcast. I am joined today uh, by Kylan and Heather Granson. Uh, Kylan is a new draftee of the Indianapolis Colts. Full disclosure, I am in Indianapolis. That's where our home base is. So, yes, I'm playing for the home team and uh, love me some Colts. But I got the opportunity to meet Kylan at uh, the Indy 500, ironically enough, um, and started to really kind of dig into not only his career at SMU, but then lo and behold, found that he has a particular passion. Uh, and we're going to talk about that today and how that ties in with his mom, Heather. So, Kylan, he- Heather, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having us. Okay. So, like I was saying before, um, really had an awesome opportunity uh, to meet you, Kylan. And um, the conversation was great. And then all of a sudden, I, I talk into your bio and I go, wait, 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 wait a second you have a nonprofit tied around education. So want to go into the origins of that, of you had started this before you were in the NFL. Um, how did all that get started and, and, and where was the inspiration? Um, well, the inspiration is always a funny story because <laughs> this whole reading initiative started with me getting punished by reading. <laughs> <laughs> And this is when I was still referring to reading as a punishment. Um, So when I was a young kid, I always, I mean, as young kids do, really into video games. Um, But I wasn't that into books or anything like that. I'd much rather just, you know, hop on. Well, well now it's all fancy. Back then, it was the original, like, old school Xbox. Now we got, like, seven different systems and all that. Um, But, yeah, I would just hop on there and basically play video games all day. And this all started, um, I mean, my mom was teaching at the time and she was like, all right, that's enough. You're playing video games way too much. Um, I need you to, I need to get you to read. So uh, basically um, she came up with the system where for every minute that I read, I got to play video games. And I was like, well, this stinks. And, you know, it was, it was off to, you know, a rocky start. You know, I was like, ah, I really don't want to read it. I don't want to read these books. And I think I finally got to a point where I got a book that I liked under my belt. And then I was like, all right, you know, it's not that bad. It's just okay. And then I got to the second book and I was like, all right, you know, this could be interesting. And pretty soon I was like really getting into reading to the point where I was transitioning from playing video games too much to reading too much to the point where um I was getting like written up in class for reading during class um while keeping up with the lesson of course but like the teacher would just get upset because of how well I was keeping up with the class and reading so um, yeah I mean that's like the basic start of like where this whole idea came from a lot of a lot of the legwork and stuff like that were done by my parents, but the basic idea was just started from there. Started from a punishment. 
<laughs> okay, so this is really resonating um, because I have three children and we kind of at least, <laughs> by the way, this is always the difference between your first, second, third child, uh, Ava, <laughs> Anna, and Grant. I'm sorry, your dad's going to be spilling um, some laundry here. Uh, on your first child, you have all the uh, expectations and you have all these hard rules. And when Ava uh, was a youngster, we basically had a technology rule that uh, I'd buy you technology if you were going to produce, not just consume. So if you wanted um, a laptop or a camera to, well, actually, if you wanted to watch YouTube and you want me to get a, a computer, I got you equipment to make your own YouTube channel. And so my oldest daughter had a uh, Littlest Pet Shop um, channel. Uh, and then by the time I got to the third, <laughs> third child, <laughs> I probably should uh, be having these uh, same parameters on the, uh, the one to one minute ratio. So that's a, that's a heck of a, a good idea. Although I will say, I'm going to turn it to you, Heather. The only thing that made me cringe is one time I got corrected. I, I was early in my teaching career. Um, I would have my students basically write long sentences for forgetting to do blank, right? And so <laughs> right. And I've promised Mr. Wetrick that I will never, and I like would make up this really long sentence and they'd have to like write it, you know, 30 times. And then I had a teacher that came to me like, so you're saying this punishment, that writing is a punishment. And I'm like, right. no, I want them to enjoy writing. And they're like, well, then quit using it as a punishment. So like, obviously you wanted your son to read. So he said the word punishment. I'm hearing probably more encouragement. How, how did you Correct. Absolutely. He took it as a punishment because of course he's a young boy who is very active and the only way I ever got him really to stay still was to play video games. And so there had to become a balance because I understood that education could drive his future. And one of the ways that you can further your education is, of course, by reading. And reading opens so many different doors and you can have fun while doing it. And so I thought if I could just get him to get the right book, he would be hooked. And that did eventually happen, and he became an avid reader to the point where he was correct. I would get emails or calls of he can no longer bring books to class because he's reading, um, which as an educator, that's a hard line to draw as well because if yeah. he's not disturbing others and he's doing well in the class, I kind of, as a fellow educator, would scratch my head and go, but why is this a problem? <laughs> but um you know, it, it worked. Um, I believe Kylan, um, you know, did benefited from all the books that he read. You know, he had a, a he has an amazing vocabulary. He um, just has achieved so much. And I believe that helped open the doors of Rice University, of SMU University, um, from him being a reader. And so the nonprofit is to give back so that other kids have the same opportunities and possibly can open doors for their future as well by being readers. Okay. So I've got it. Just the curiosity out of it. Kylan, what was the book or what series of books all of a sudden converted you over to, do I have to, to, Oh, this is awesome. Um, so I think it was like my first real good book was like like the classic like the Percy Jackson series I think and it, but it wasn't just that one because like my mom did a good job she got like a wide range of stuff and like I think my favorite series when I was younger 
was either Harry Potter or the, the Percy Jackson. Cause that's the one where I was like, all right, we got to get the next book. We got to get the next book. I'm not going to make it if I don't get the next book. Yeah. So, I mean, started off pretty basic and then from there just blew up. It's funny you say that. Cause, um, I, I agree. I think that one of the really cool, um, advancements in reading was the series. I mean, not that they weren't going on. I mean, heck, like I'm in my forties, we kind of had choose your own adventure when I was a kid, but it didn't necessarily like the genre, the genre hooked you, but it wasn't like the same character. And like, you didn't know what was going to happen next um, with you having a series. And I, I think that was a really great breakthrough in the nineties and two thousands is that, yeah, all of a sudden series became really, really strong. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love that answer. I, I just, I also, as a parent and educator laugh of, yeah, some other educators, like your son needs to put these books away and you're like, okay, what's the purpose of school? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and his biggest punishment was to take his books away. And that is a, a huge struggle as an educator to take a child's books away and let them have an Xbox, you know, <laughs> it just didn't feel right in any way. Every you have, you have probably made um, so many parents and teachers uh, feel guilty by saying that last statement, because yes, it's normally quite the opposite. I mean, I, I know it was me. I like, dear God, I would love it if uh, all of a sudden I was punishing Grant uh, by that. Cause like right now our battle um, is, yeah, is that we're trying to find that balance and um you know, like what was that way of the warrior kid by Jocko Wilnick, you know, he started to get into that, but yeah, he, he would rather um, get on Xbox uh, than, than read. And, and so we're trying to um, shift that. So the fact that you did that is masterful. Congratulations, Heather, Kylan, uh, way to go. <laughs> so, um, but let's get, let's get back to the, to the, you know, you have a love of reading. You realize that it opened doors for you. Um, and then all of a sudden you're, I'm assuming that when you started um, the reading initiative and and the nonprofit, you were at SMU. Yeah, at the time I was at SMU. And then, so walk me through that. Like, how did that begin? Was that a a, a conversation that you and your mom were having? Um, where where was the like? I need to start a reading initiative and get more books and backpacks to kids. Um, really, a lot of the legwork was done by my mom. Um, because this is kind of like her little pet. Um, she could tell you more about the how it got off the ground and like where it all started. But I remember her and I discussing like earlier, like like way before I was getting NFL invites and stuff like that. But um, we were talking about doing different things with like reading. She was like, would you want to write a book? Or we should write a book. Or, and then like, some some related to books we went we had quite figured it out and then I think um towards my later parts of the year when I was at SMU um she finally figured it out and was like oh we should just do a reading initiative um just trying to get kids to read because that's I mean that's the struggle I faced it's one that you're familiar with and you were once a victim of uh, not uh reading enough so I mean, it's something I'm passionate about. I mean, I love reading. Um, but yeah, mom, if you want to talk about how you, it all came to be. Sure. So naturally, um, as an educator, I talk to my kids all the time about my own kids, about my own personal experiences, because it makes us more human. It makes us more relatable. 
um, that maybe Kylan didn't want to read and he wanted to play his Xbox versus, you know, doing the time it took to read. And so I shared a lot of those stories. And what I noticed is he would come and visit once in a while. And to my kiddos who are in elementary school, he was larger than life, right? Even when he was in high school and just playing high school football, they looked up to him and they thought he was a big deal. And I noticed what he would say stuck with them. And maybe the favorite books that he shared, they would start to pick up and read. And I noticed he had an influence. And then as he went to Rice University and played there, um, little kids would stand outside and ask for his autograph. And I knew right then that he had a platform that he could use for good. Um, and so my husband and I talked frequently about, you know, he has an opportunity here to give back. And so we went kind of back and forth because my husband is more in the physical aspect of it. And he does athletic training and things like that. And he was in a, getting his doctorate um, about physical education. And I'm on the other side with the elementary education and more passionate about reading. And so we kind of were going back and forth about what could he do? What could his platform be? And naturally, I immediately went to reading because Kylan is passionate about it and he can speak about it and share his experiences about it. And it's genuine and um, who can't get behind kids reading, right? Um, it opens doors. You don't have to be an athlete. Anybody can be a reader. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And then we just started brainstorming of what are the best ways and looking at the research of what that said and what do kids need to become readers? And so that's where we've kind of based our initiatives off of. I really like how the fact that that that's how it formed and that you saw, not to quote a superhero movie, but like, you know, with great powers is great responsibility. You as an educator and you saw what the power of reading and getting him to be an avid reader did. And you felt there's an obligation to use that platform for the purposes of good. Um, I, I love that. Um, the, the interesting thing though, is, is that you guys launched, and I hope this is not a backhanded compliment. You launched early in the sense that like, okay, let's, let's do KG's kids as a college student where a lot of people are like, you know, I, I feel pretty good about me getting the NFL. Maybe I can launch it then. Why? And, and by the way, let me state that I love it, that you did it and you got started early, but like the decision to go now instead of into the NFL, like how did that, how did that come about? Like, let's just do this right now while you're at a, a university. Um, I, I think the question more is why not? Right. Why not use his platform? Um, we have, you know, extensive touch in the Dallas area here in Austin. Um, you never know when you can influence a child and change their life, right? They might pick up that book that you recommended and they're now a reader and that may open doors. So why not? Um, it, it was, you know, looking back, it was um, a trial year because I mean, we did it amongst COVID and no one could go to schools. And, you know, so our initial thoughts and ideas had to be modified and we figured it out. Um, but he had an influence then. Um, the students in my class, fellow students, former students, um, people that know us, of course, because I'm an educator, I have tons of educator friends. Um, 
one of his teachers that was his first grade teacher that helped him to become a reader. Um, she got her first school as a principal. And so we connected with her and kind of started this first year giving back to those that are closest to us. My mom was an educator and she talked closely with um, a young lady that I graduated with. And so we connected with her and sponsored her classroom. Um, so just kind of some personal connections this inaugural year, especially amongst COVID and the restrictions it placed on us. But, um, you know, the question was, why not give back? Why wait until he has a bigger name? He already had a platform. I love that. Um, obviously, if there's one thing we embrace is, you know, do something now, adjust later, uh, get feedback. And so obviously it, it gave you uh, an opportunity to to see immediately what could be done. So in that early stage, and, and either of you can answer this, or both preferably, um, what were some of those early wins to where you want to grow and expand? And then part two of that question is that what's next for KG's kids? So our, our initial, because again, with the restrictions of this year's of there could be no visitors um, in the schools. We did a lot of classroom adoptions um, and we did that in two different ways. Um, one of the ways that we did it where, was where kids took books home and they were their personal books to keep. And the teachers and I corresponded and, you know, um, we found their correct levels. So when they took home a book, it was very purposeful. It was pur purposefully picked for that student. Um, the other thing that we did was build classroom libraries and we built racially diverse libraries. Um, and so we did those two different things. And then we launched our backpack initiative where we adopted three schools um, in the Austin area where every kid kindergarten through second grade got a backpack filled with literacy activities, books. And it's also part of a program that continues even right now and throughout the summer where we're engaging with those readers and they're showing us the evidence of what they're doing that was within the backpack. And we're giving them video lessons of explaining how to use the material that are in there so that not only are they learning, but the parents are also learning how to support them. And it's amazing because I've gotten several emails back from parents saying, I didn't realize they were struggling with this. We're going to work on this. And it was, it's just been so phenomenal just to interact with those kids and see how excited they are and talk about KG. And so it's just been a wonderful experience. And Kylan, you can even speak on your senior bowl um, give that you did. Which one was that? When you went to the senior bowl, you pled your pledge you made. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Try, I, I think I was trying to remember what it was, but I got it mixed up with the um, the one we did for my pro day. Um, but yeah, we did basically a pledge for every catch that I got during the senior bowl. Um, I would basically donate books, that many books to the, the classrooms we'd adopted. So how many catches did I have? I'm trying to remember. You did five. I did five. You did five, but then right. we had we had two um, people reach out that matched that. So every classroom got 15 additional books for the library. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we did another one for, um, for pro day for every foot. I think that I jumped, we donated as well. Is that right? Or my, 
It was every inch for every, every inch, inch that stamped on your vertical inch. Oh, vertical. And it was vertical, Brock. One of the jumps. <laughs> so, Kylan, this is um, an interesting insight in the sense that, like, how, when you want to spread this, how are you going to position making reading cool? I mean, obviously the story and the journey you went through, but like, cause in, in some ways this is, um, it, it's, it's a great sell for the educators, but for the kids themselves, how is KG's kids presenting this of like, cause it, 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 we've all heard it, you know, reading opens up doors and everything else, but sometimes it's a marketing thing. It's a, it's a coolness factor. How, mm. how do you want to use your position as an NFL player that isn't like, Hey, reading is fundamental, but making it cool? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if I've ever considered myself a cool cat or anything like that, but everyone, like, all these younger kids always, like, as my mom said, whenever I come into a room, like, they light up, and, like, they'll come up, ask me 50 million questions. I think I sat on a Zoom call for about an hour, right, mom, just answering questions about me, myself, and, you know, um, and I feel like it's less about making reading cool. I think it's more like getting the kids interested in me and my story and having them meet with me and talk with me and show them that, yeah, I got my own little quirks. Like I'm a little bit of a nerd. I don't just, I'm not just a, a football good reading good. I'm, I'm like a whole person behind the football. And I feel like that's almost more cool to find out that there's more depth to someone that you're looking up to. Cause it's like, Holy crap, you know, maybe I identify with this as a kid or, you know, he really said with this and, you know, I I'm going through the same thing. Um, but I feel like just finding a personable um, relationship with some of the kids is not, is like what makes it more cool than anything. It's not just me selling books. I'm also kind of like selling kids on like, Hey, if you, get into reading and just getting to know me. I don't know. I feel like that'll blossom their interest even more. No, I, I think that's a great point because like, obviously the title of what you, the occupation you have is the door opener. And I, and I think there's a lot of both educators and parents and students expect to hear the NBC, the more, you know, cliche thing. The, the, the athlete that was paid by the, you know, like, Hey, do some community service hours and tell kids that stay in school. Kids don't do drugs. Okay. We've heard that it doesn't move the needle. I think that uh, I, I love this story. Uh, I love your story of like being able to tell it, like, this is how it went down. My mom wanted me to do this and it worked. So instead of it being a, um, a cliche, you know, poster that you're going to see in every school, that it was a genuine journey and, and the fact that you're willing to, to have those conversations. Yeah. That to me is just what really turns things on. Cause like some kids would be like, Oh, I'm not into that. And it's not as cool. Your status and your occupation therefore makes it cool. Um, so I, well, but it does. I mean, like it, it, like there's one thing that I, I don't like about um, the celebrity world is every now and then um, like somebody will, will see a celebrity and they wave at them and like, oh my gosh, he's the nicest person ever. No, he's not. He just waved at you. 
<laughs> but we're like, we're so willing to give people of higher status a free pass if they do the minimum. So if they go and do the maximum and really believe in something, I think that that's what exceeds people's expectations. So again, instead of saying, hi, I'm here to do my community service hours, stay in school, kids, they're used to that. And they may even go, well, good for me. I may stay in school. They hear your story and they hear your heart and they hear what your mom has done and is doing. Well, that, you know, storytelling is so powerful. I think that's, that's what just what makes me get excited. Um, so A, congratulations, Heather. <laughs> you you, you <laughs> won. You. Yeah, yeah, you won and, and you got it in there. And Kylan, like, well, and then for real, I mean, like, congratulations. Like you're, you're now thinking about impact and legacy. And I, I sincerely appreciate that. Um, because even though I was joking with you, like, you know, I met you and I was like, Oh, I'll follow you on Twitter. Wait, KG's wait, wait, wait. And then that was kind of the joke that when I got on the phone with you the first time, you and I were supposed to call and, um, like end up talking to your mom for an hour. Uh, because I just, I love, I love the fact that you guys are launching this in a genuine way and, uh, you're not doing it in a cliche, you know, I'm a pro athlete, so I should have some sort of an initiative. It it seems to be not, it seems it is very much more in a a genuine space and and the storytelling behind it is, is, is powerful. Yeah. 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 What a, what a chance meeting, huh? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, so speaking also of chance and um, Heather, like, I'm, and by the way, this podcast is heard in a lot more than just my state. Actually, uh, this podcast is actually more popular in Texas than it is in Indiana. <laughs> um, it makes me sad. Um, yeah, it literally is. This, this podcast performs better in other states, but um, you are from Indiana. I am. I grew up and Kylan was actually born in Indiana and we moved here when he was five to Texas. Okay. So the next question is, and for either of you, um, obviously you started KG's kids and these were schools around the Austin or DFW area, correct? Are, are you setting sights on one wanting to grow some Indiana KG's kids now? So our inaugural year did involve, um, an Indiana school actually. Um, my hometown of Rensselaer, Indiana, we adopted a school because my mom worked at the elementary school for many, many years. And so we, that was one of the places we wanted to initially give back. So we've already adopted one classroom there in Rensselaer. And absolutely, we are looking at adopting um, as many as we can take in Indianapolis. Um, We are currently getting different sponsors and people have reached out wanting to help sponsor classrooms and initiatives. So we are excited about that and are going to be soon um, taking applications from teachers of if they want to build classroom libraries, if they want books sponsored throughout the year for each kid, if they want to do a novel study where they want the whole class to read the same book to create that dialogue and model what good readers do, um, we would like to help sponsor those as well. So that is coming soon and will be posted on our website. Awesome. Kylan, um, we're talking five years from now. I ask you nicely to be back on the podcast. Um, football aside, what is your magic wand wish list uh, for KG's kids in five years? Oh, my magic wand wave. Um, as far as KG's kids, I would love 
to get some collaboration. And I know I've talked to um, DT, one of our player pers- uh, our player operations guys at the Colts. I would love to have like a yearly, I don't know, some sort of event with the Colts and KG's kids, and we're going out and doing stuff. Um, at different schools. I'd love for KG's kids to be all over the state of Indiana. That would be really cool. Um, so, I I mean, I don't necessarily have, like, a set, like, concrete goal of where I see this in the future because I know just the way life works, that never really plans out or pans out. It's always different from how you're imagining, but I would love to see this thing blow up across the, the state of Indiana for sure. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do too. Um, obviously that's why I wanted to see what that magic wand and what that, that goal is. And, and, and obviously first things first, you know, I'm sure you guys are going to be expanding to Indianapolis and probably therefore out. So I, I, I love the fact that, uh, you do, you want to be statewide and, um, it, it, Heather, some expand more expansion in Texas. Is that already happening or, uh, because, um, of the NFL thing that more is going to be done in Indiana? Um, I think we're going to probably do an equal dispersion of probably the Dallas area. We we did one classroom there, um, but I would like to see, especially with his connections at SMU, and I also taught in the Dallas area for quite a while. Um, so I would like to see the Dallas area expand as well as um, definitely Indianapolis and maybe even Northwest Indiana, which is where I grew up. So those would be the areas that we would look at. Um, both my aunts were also educators. We come from a long, long line of educators. Um, so we have contacts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a dear friend that um, is with Butler University, and he also reached out. And we're looking at some type of a partnership where we can get with their, you know, school of education and see how we can work together to help kids. That's awesome. Well, you guys, uh, a, I appreciate what, what both of you guys are doing. And obviously you have our full support and, and, uh, well, obviously we'll be talking in the future, but I, I wanted to take this time to a, yes. And, and by the way, I, I, I'll probably say this in the intro, um, for some of my friends that were uh, wanting to talk Colts football, uh, we, this was not the podcast. Although I will say, Kylan, uh, glad to have you here in town. Um, but on behalf of like so many other educators that love to see athletes succeed, um, Heather, the 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 foundation you've you've laid uh, for Kylan, congratulations! This is awesome. And Kylan, again, like the the journey you're taking, but you're sharing it, and you're getting other kids inspired and getting them involved uh just really 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 excited for you and uh look forward to seeing this grow and thrive and obviously catching uh you know some some uh wins uh, to Granson uh combinations in the end zone would would be great too uh as, as a Colts fan but I, the impact and the legacy you're wanting to create is uh really inspirational and Heather same thing the impact and legacy you're creating uh cannot be understated sincerely appreciate your guys's work Well, thank you. And thank you for having us on. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, guys.